Welcome to the Send Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss horse health, nutrition, training, and performance. Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Send Nutrition Podcast. You're with your host, Brian and Peter, today. And for episode 39, we're gonna talk about why our send pellets do not contain oil. And unlike most other feeds on the market, which do, we're gonna outline the reasons why we don't do this. And we like to keep ingredient lists simple with less fillers and making it in a more natural state. So how are you, Peter? Brian, I've been a bit under the weather this week, actually, as you, as you well know. So I've, I'm, I'm smashing the green teas, the, the kombuchas, all the antioxidants I can find. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the mend, but um, obviously we've got a podcast here to, to punch out to our, to our loyal listeners. And I think we're up to 10,500 almost last time you checked. Yeah, it just keeps rolling along the listen. So, base, so we appreciate for, for all the listens and, and all the shares to, to our listeners out there. Brian, do you want to get into why we don't add oil into the Sen pellets? Yeah, so this has been a, a Facebook post that we, we posted a few weeks ago and it got a really good response and a different theory and, and a different way of looking at how horse feed pellets are produced. And we know that it requires some degree of heat to make a pellet. So even if it is a cold pressed pellet, there is some heat involved. And when an oil or a fat source is exposed to air for a prolonged period, it increases oxidation. And we'll deep dive into why we don't put the oil in our pellet because we've got that technology there with our presses that we don't need it for the binding like other feed companies. Yeah, that's correct, Brian. So we, we have got a pretty cutting edge technology where all we do is a little bit of steam, obviously, to, to make sure that, that all the vitamins and minerals, um, and as you briefly delved into, um, a lot of the oils are, are very fragile as well. So as soon as you, you mix an oil with heat, you do a lot more damage than good, obviously, with heat destroys a lot of, the, a lot of those nutrition um, aspects of, of the oil. So we chose early on not to go down that road. Um, look, there are different companies that, that, that go obviously along that road and, and look, every business is different and, and the end consumer obviously has the, the final decision to which product they decide to buy. Yeah, 100%, Peter. And we're looking at our Sen Grain-Free Complete Pellet and the Sen CF50, which are both fully 100% grain-free and they don't contain oils. And the reason for this is when heat oxidizes fat in the oil, this creates free radicals. And free radicals, although it's a, it's a weird term, it is the oxidation reactions that may react with the proteins, vitamins, or other food constitutes, and it reduces the nutritive quality of food. So the more free radicals, the more oxidative stress, and the more damaged cells that are contributing to a degenerative process, so not contributing to good health on a daily basis. So we're not trying to scare anyone here, like degenerative processes like cancer, um, aging. So then you need a higher demand for antioxidants in the horse's diet. And what that means is antioxidants in the horse's diet are there for recovery after exercise and also to maintain that balance of free radicals in the body. So then oxidative stress inside the body doesn't become an issue. And when we do supply good amounts of antioxidants in the horse's diet from vitamin E, vitamin D, vitamin C, but then also the, some minerals have that effect as well. You're gonna have better daily health for your horse and this will really keep it on the side of limiting that oxidative stress and only having the free radical load in the body 
when necessary and when needed. So the point we're trying to make is we don't need to put an oil that can oxidize inside a pellet to add to that free radical load when it is inside the horse's body. Very well summarized, Brian. So basically what you're trying to say is that if there is free radicals in the horse feed that you're feeding, you're also going to build free radicals from exercise. So exercise, obviously, you've got stress and exercise. You've got different aspects of being locked up in a box. You know, that might not be hay at lib. So all, all these things that I just outlined create more free radicals. And that's on top of the free radicals that you've got inside the actual feed if you are feeding um, a, a particular product which has oil in it that, that could possibly has has been oxidized. Yeah, from that oxidized oil comes free radicals. and. What normal exercise does, it produces free radicals as well. So it's not a foreign thing to a horse's body, but due to the oxygen demand of their muscles, it does produce free radicals and an, and an inadequate antioxidant intake, then oxidative stress can result. And that's what we're trying to limit. So it's a less risky way of feeding if you don't feed an oxidized oil that is contained in the pellet. and. Some people say, oh, it's only a little fraction of what's in that pellet, but day after day, we wanna get back to a more natural state of feeding and where it, when it is not necessary for us to form a pellet with an oil, then we don't see a reason why we should include it. And then that really leads on to us adding the sen oil on top in a more fresh state, stabilized state, and that's recreating the omega-3 that's found in pasture and it's also, it's depleted in hay because the horse can't make its own omega-3. Because we do get the question, obviously, quite a bit, um, more, more so in the early stages, oh, well, you know, why don't you just put the scent oil inside the pellet? So pretty much Brian just explained why. Um, it's just too volatile. You know, we couldn't, get an, we couldn't guarantee the omega-3. Um, but also one note too, when you do feed an oil separately, you do get the benefits of the omega-3, but also the extra calories that you get out of the oil you can feed as much oil as you want or you can feed as least oil as you want. Like whatever oil is, is in a pellet, you can only feed so much of that pellet because it's got so much of the oil where, you know, horses need that flexibility depending on, on how much work they're doing, depending on how much weight they have, um, you know, whether they're, they're sick, whether they're, they're not, whether they're young, whether they're old. There's a lot of different, you know, sort of strings to the bow here that, that you can't just have like a one size fits all product. Yeah, 100% Peter. So the fat source that we want to get into the horse is in a more fresher state because I've been looking at research articles online about what omega-3 levels are in pasture or what exactly people have researched. And omega-3 levels in pasture really vary considerably throughout the year. And this variance between is between pasture species and can be either high in some species compared to others and the stage of growth really impacts on the concentrations of omega-3. So at Sen, we like to supply it on top in the feed so that's really ensuring that level and has great benefit throughout the horse. Other feed companies, they use say rice bran oil, canola oil, soy oil in their pellet, which is high in omega-6 already, has some element of omega-3, but that's gonna be straight away oxidized in that pelletizing process. And yes, at low levels, but yes, that still creates free radicals due to the oxidation process of the omega-3. So the body basically of the horse needs to daily fight to try to get rid of those free radicals. And yeah, in small, in small bits, it's not really going to hurt the horse or harm the horse, but that's still energy that the horse's body needs to 
sent to that particular area to get rid of those free radicals. So, you know, that treatment of those free radicals is best spent on something else, maybe like that exercise is causing. So then the horse makes a quicker recovery. It doesn't put a drain on the immune system as well, obviously. So there's a lot of different hormones that are, that are going all over the place and the body's trying to repair itself. So we just, we don't want another handbrake if we can avoid it is what we're trying to say. Yeah, 100%. That's our theory in terms of the whole send feed program. We're working with the horse's physiology. We're trying to make that in a better state and if we can do that through more natural nutrition, the way we make products, so that, that pellet especially, we're really proud of it. It's Australia-wide and also international, or sorry, with an asterisk, not in Western Australia yet, but that'll, that'll come. But um, it's a really popular product. We see results week after week with feedback. My horse has absolutely changed for the better. It simplified my feeding program, but other aspects of the Sen supplement range with the oil on top, it all works and has a reason why it's there. So you know why you're feeding it for your horse's health and overall performance. And look, and in terms of that product, there's only two ingredients. We've got lupin hulls and we've got lupins. And look, we think less is more. You know, we don't need 10 different ingredients, obviously, on, on one feedback. And look, different companies choose to to, to have different formulations to what, to what we do. We're very transparent in, in what we do at Sen. We, we pretty much an open book. If there's any questions, people email us, call us. Look, yeah, we're here to help. So there is a diet analysis that we offer as well, which which is free of charge. Um, Carly's very quick on the on the turnaround times, normally within 48 hours. Uh, Brian, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, there's just one last thing I'd like to add. I when I was researching the topic, we we're looking into the human health repercussions of cooking oil or the so-called vegetable oils and. We came across Dr. Eric Berg, who is in human health, that looked at profiling each of the vegetable oils and then came across this last bit of information that was quite alarming and hopefully no feed companies do this in Australia. And I'll play this clip and at the end is quite an alarming thing that happens to the old vegetable oil and where it ends up. So when you have too much oxidation versus antioxidants, that's called oxidative stress, okay, because it's not in balance. Now, let's come back to this uh, vegetable oil, which is really not even vegetable oil. It's seed oil, um, mostly GMO. We're talking about soy, corn, cotton seed, and canola. These are the four GMO um, vegetable oils that you see in the grocery store in so many of your products. Highly processed has trace uh, amounts of glyphosate, which is an herbicide, and it can create this thing called advanced lipid oxidation end products. So it creates um, more free radicals, it creates inflammation in the body, and it depletes the antioxidants. So it depletes you of vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin A, and that's one of the big problems. When people go to restaurants or they go to fast food uh, restaurants, um, they're using these oils and they keep reheating it over and over and over. And they might reuse this for a week or two weeks. And it all ends up as this dark, highly processed, highly oxidized grease in a grease pit. And there are certain companies that come along and will take this restaurant grease because you can't put it into the sewage. And they will take it back to the plant and they will recycle it, okay? And guess where they put it back into? Animal feeds. Yeah, so I hope this doesn't happen in the animal feed industry in Australia because giving this old oil is gonna have a huge detriment to the animal's health in 
the long run or on a daily basis. So I was quite alarmed by this and to really know where your ingredients are being sourced, particularly oils in feeds, and to make sure it's not the cheapest option or the cheapest vegetable oil. And one last point I'd like to make, Brian, and I said this in a previous podcast, is a lot of feed companies don't recommend their products being fed together with different feed companies. And I'll, I'll just drop a simple example. So if you've got three different hard feeds and you've got a canola oil in one hard feed, you've got a soybean oil in a second hard feed, and you've got a rice bran oil in a third hard feed, that's three different omega profiles. That, that you've got in three different feeds and now you have to balance that up and you know that could be possibly three different oils that have free radicals in in those products depending how they've been produced made at what heat so it's easier obviously if you if you stick to something that you like that you get results with um, diet needs to be balanced so the more feeds you feed the harder it is to balance your diet because you've got more variables where if you're feeding one company's products it's it should be a lot easier to to, to balance on paper yeah, and what works for one horse not, will not necessarily work for all horses. Sometimes they can overcome this free radical load in their body because you've got other sources of antioxidants, but we're trying to simplify it down, not feed anything unnecessarily, and then this will drive better pathways in the horse and lead to better overall health and performance. So, yep, stay safe, everyone. I think various parts of the Australia are in lockdown at the moment, and, um, yeah, we'll just... We thank you for your support and yeah, we'll see you next week. We'll have a special guest on next week as well. So, yeah. yep. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks. guys.